Did you see Nathan for you this week? <laughs> We're doing that again. We're circling back on Nathan for you. Or are you talking about the uh, his new show? People are kind of doing the. Did you see Nathan for you this week again? It's not technically Nathan for you, but they're asking, "Have you seen the Nathan for you?" And I'm not seeing as much demanding as used to happen. Definitely it used not. to not much. Be, it used to be a split between. Did you see Nathan for you this week? And if you do one thing this week. It is watch Nathan for you, yeah. and I was like, I've seen people you're recommend not gonna, like, the see rehearsal. Your loved ones, yeah. you're not going to like do other things. <laughs> I've seen people recommend the rehearsal, but I haven't seen them be like, "Yo, what the fuck is wrong with you if you're not watching that show?" They're not Queens gambling it, gambiting it. Yeah, you really should see the Queens Gambit though. That Maybe thing. at some point. I think that I think my move would be in the next year or two, I might watch the Queens Gambit and then act like nobody else has seen it. And be like, "Yo, have you guys checked out this show?" Seems it seems like this should be more popular. Why isn't anybody talking about this? It's funny you mentioned that move because Pete, did you see Nathan for you this week? I did not. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? No. I've begun watching Nathan for oh, you. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Oh my god, dude. It is incredible. <laughs> it is such a good show. Oh, you gotta see it this week. It's so fucking good. What's this week? What's this week's episode? Is it from like 2012? Uh, well, I started doing it. Uh, I started watching in chronological order. Texted uh, the boys, and I was like, "Yo, any of you cats seen Nathan for you?" And they were like, "What the fuck's your problem?" Yes, saw it all. And they were like, "You got to watch this episode. Got to watch this episode." So I started jumping around. Then I texted the boys. Talking about Jeff and RL. Yeah, of course, the two most annoying Nathan for you people that, right, I, was that like, I know. I was like, I'd already admitted to other Nathan for you fans that I'd started to watch, and they were like, "Cool, glad to have you aboard." And I was like, I don't know if like Ryan will remember this, but I remember Ryan would push back on the Nathan for you sarcasm. Oh yeah, he, like, yeah, he yeah, did yeah. not appreciate yeah. that at all. There has been a few times in the history of brunch that that RL's been like. Fuck you, Fuck guys. you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dear friend, very, like, he's on the very short list of people I would attend anything with. I would go to, I mean, we've gone to ball games with him. Mm-hmm. He's a fantastic concert. concert buddy. I've grabbed a bite with him. If he was, I don't know if he was ever like, hey, like, it's really weird, but like, plus ones fell through or whatever. You want to come to this wedding with me? No questions asked. I'm there. But a couple of times throughout Brunch's run, he's been like, Fuck the whole brunch thing, okay, <laughs> right? Guys? Yeah. Which has he been on brunch? I don't think so. I which don't... is so shocking. He's done a brunch movie attendance with us. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's Ready Player One together. Right. I don't know if he's been on. I don't with think he us. has. We've discussed the idea many times. But he's. I mean, he's like as brunch a friend yeah, as exists. One hundred percent strong uh, friend to brunch. But yeah, uh, I told. He, him and Jeff that I was watching Nathan for you and Ryan was like cool go at whatever pace or order your friends are suggesting I personally would say there's like some growth you see out of like the Nathan character if you watch an order and okay. I was like 
Ryan has an idea of how this should be done. I trust him more than I trust anybody else on this. So I'm, I've gone back now after jumping around. I've gone back to like five episodes into season one. Okay. And now I'm coming up on other episodes I've seen before. And yo, I definitely didn't know what Nathan for you was at all. I didn't know what it was about. I think I knew who Nathan... I knew that it was Nathan Fielder. Yeah. But I don't know if I could have told you what he looked like. I didn't know what the... I mean, I know what he looks like. I, I don't know what the show is about other than, like, sometimes he pranks people. So, the show is about... He... It's got a great open. I watch it every time. Okay. Like, that, the practice succession on the short list of... You're watching the... the Game of Thrones. It, Sure. It has an unbelievable. I know you're not really? a Game of Thrones guy. Oh, that's unbelievable yeah. intro. Yeah, that's uh really good. I the open is him saying, Oh man, I can't wait for Nathan for you fans to listen to me brunch splain Nathan for you because I probably years still don't after totally you get mocked it. it. Yeah. I'd be like, so this is what he does and this is why he's doing it. I think I would know. Uh he says he has a business degree from one of Canada's top schools. So he is going to help struggling businesses in like this crazy economy. And as he's saying it, it's doing like the shots of him like arms crossed, like LinkedIn shots. Yeah. <laughs> and uh like they're showing his grades and he's like a B minus student, like fine student, whatever. So it's bar rescue, but for small businesses? Yes, and with somebody who is giving terrible advice. (laughs) And it is so fucking funny, dude. Like, let me... uh, He has a... He has a mechanic start giving all of his quotes while hooked up to a polygraph. So he's more trustworthy. Okay. My favorite one so far is... He has a gas station in California. And I don't know when this was from, but like maybe gas was like four bucks or something. He has gas station advertise a dollar seventy nine gas with rebate. But the rebate is impossible to get. You have to hand deliver the rebate form at the top of a mountain. <laughs> and they offer a shuttle to anybody who wants to go to the mountain. And climb up the mountain. and So the shuttle doesn't take you to the top of the mountain. Takes it just you drops the you up the base. Yeah, and you have to go to the top of the mountain. And like a lot of people are like, I got nothing to do today. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so there's basically like all of the plans backfire. It's super fucking funny. When they get to the top of the mountain, uh, he has worked in a fail safe to the fine print, which says once you're at the top of the mountain, you have to answer a... Uh, an unlike named number of riddles, but really it just means like an infinite number of riddles. So he just has them do riddles for like a day and a half. It's camping. Yeah, and people are like leaving and going home. And then eventually there's three people left, and he's like, Yo, I gotta tell you, I was n- no, you were never getting this money. And then like every time any of the people spoke and participated in the riddles and answered it, it would say their name and like, how much money they would be saving by doing this? Is it, it like forty dollars? <laughs> so funny! I don't. Uh, That's amazing. Yeah, they'd have a Santa Claus do. He says he's like, you know how winter. The best time to get a winter coat is in the summer because it's half off. Yeah, he's like, why don't we have you do Santa Claus pictures at the mall in the summer for half price? 
in the mall absolutely does not go for it. The Santa Claus also has like a light criminal record. So the mall says no. Okay. But he doesn't have the heart to tell the Santa Claus because he's getting so excited that like, hey, I finally get some work. So he they buy all they rent all this shit and like set up a Santa's village in the mall. And the only thing he tells the, the Santa guy is like, hey, I'm so happy for you. This is going to be great. If at any point I say abort, just pick up something and walk out with me. Immediately, it like falls on its face. N- Nate's like, uh, Nathan is like poking security guards with big ass candy canes. It is a funny ass show, dude. <laughs> really, really good. This is very exciting. I'm very, I'm very uh, excited about the prospect of you explaining a Nathan Fielder episode. Or Please Nathan don't for watch you. Nathan. For yes, you. I don't plan on it. I will do it. I'll give it to you. You can watch Be Queen's my Gambit. I can and I can rewatch Queen's Gambit through okay. you. Okay. This is going to be really, really economical, man. Love this. The Better Call Saul content, meanwhile, is going gangbusters. It really is. Have, this... you have yet to get like a, hey, maybe do it this way or bad job. <laughs> it's been all five stars across the board. We've gotten some like you've thanked, you've changed my life notes. We were getting like a lot of good stuff. I. I was fully expecting either people to like have like uh, constructive criticism or just be like nobody's watching or giving feedback whatsoever. We're just kind of podcasting into the void like we do sometimes, like like Dawson's Creek kind yeah. of stuff. Um, people still do write us though saying, "Please bring that back." I liked it, and but I'm they like, just well, I, you were awfully quiet when we <laughs> right. were making them. But the Better Call Saul stuff has been amazing because. There's been a lot of feedback during the the live shows, a lot of feedback on the Patreon during the episodes with like it kind of being like Reddit threads. Yeah. And um, this week we had the most polarizing episode of the season so far because every episode of the season has been pretty much uni- unanimously beloved. Yeah. And this one was not that. And the discussion made it that made the discussion afterwards a little bit more fun. Yeah, shout out the patrons because uh, they also are. I haven't seen any of our patrons be like, "Yo, this episode stinks." But we did get the sense that we were like going to be preemptively defending this episode, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it took no time. I mean, you were already seeing last night. You were like, people are already like talking shit about this episode. And then today, uh, Seppenwall tweeted this morning was like, from the reactions that I've gotten, it seems like this is the fly. Uh, of Better Call Saul. Which we said last night. I love being able to get off these post-game shows immediately after because while we're not going to have the fully formed thoughts that we're going to have tomorrow or in a couple of days, and that's also why the Patreon's good because we also have a space for people to throw their lingering thoughts out there. Someone put a good one out there today that I'll uh, bring up either on this episode or on the next Patreon episode. But... um, you get these thoughts off, and like the next day, everybody's kind of letting it sink in because we're forced to talk to another person about it. I actually feel kind of smart. Like I was seeing today, people were like, "Well, then I guess last week's episode was a finale in some ways." And I was like, "Yo, that was our like big takeaway." We were like, "We just watched the finale of Saul." Well, I now mean, what's up? I think I think that kind of has to happen when you have like the water cooler talk 15 minutes after the show ends. Like yeah. we kind of just blitz it. Yeah. And I mean, it, it works. And uh, it is fun to kind of see that like happen after you've already done it. Yeah. So it's cool. 
it's nice to see other people eventually become as smart as that's as right. Us, yeah, which is, we are uh, we're like we're the fully developed brain, and we're watching our children kind of learn from us. We uh, we should get off one of those memes that's uh, you know the the guy with like the big brain, <laughs> yeah, like sitting on his own brain as like a beanbag <laughs> chair, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like uh, you coming up with Better Call Saul analysis. The day after watching Better Call Saul, it's like <laughs> me during Better Call Saul, just sitting on your own brain. Oh, man. We're getting good, by the way. Not good. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, we're doing a little more promotion of the uh, of the old podcast. Our, uh, our pal Spike, who is a monster video guy, uh, cut up a video last week for us. We're going to be posting more things on... Um, we're going to be posting more things on... Social, Instagram, we're in the Reels game now. Yeah, we're, we're getting into the Reels we game. We started a TikTok, and I have not posted on it yet, but we have a TikTok ready to go. I didn't know if we actually had the TikTok yet. I searched for the TikTok and couldn't find it. Oh, well, I, yeah, I, I gave us a TikTok. Is it hidden? Uh, if you can't find it, I guess. But the Reels, what's cool about the Reels, I posted a Reel today, and uh, I sent you like the front cover thing, and I was like, check this out, man. It's got big, huge letters, like, asking a question or something. Big YouTube energy. I love that, though. Like, what I, I follow a couple of, like, music YouTubers, and the, it'll be, like, a still of a guy, like, pulling his hair out. Yeah. It'll be like, what happened to my pedal? And then you watch the video, and it's just like, this he doesn't really cool. talk about <laughs> the pedal, even. He'll just be like, hey, I played this gig, and uh, at one point my pedal ran out of batteries, but it was during sound check. We have other batteries. That's a good pro tip. Always have batteries. And that's like a five-second thing, but the big takeaway is like, what happened? You ever see the uh, the the famous YouTube thumbnail meme? No. It's, Uber driver sucked me off? <laughs> it's just like in big letters, and the guy's face is like, <laughs> it's just, Uber driver sucked me off? Question mark. So what's the video then? <laughs> it's not. There's no actual <laughs> video. <laughs> oh, boy. It's the best. I've been doing this. Uh, I've been uh, getting you. This is. Uh, I was wondering what you were doing with your phone. I'm gonna get a reel off <laughs> of this. No, I'm gonna. Yeah, and I uh, don't like unsuspecting reels. This is not like TMZ gotcha reels. I'm going to have. So I'm gonna make it in TikTok. Post it in Instagram. It's going to be that awesome voice that's like podcasting and had to just put this one in the reels. <laughs> I hate this. I hate it so much. Okay, cool, man. We're we're getting economical. We're, I, we're like we're finally approaching podcasting like a business in a way, and we're making insane money. Yeah, like we are in the the we're so far in the black that we're now in the green. Can I tell you, I am spending so much money on things that are not turning any sort of profit for me like i'm i'm making my home office a lot nicer it looks awesome because it's like a little project to chip away at but i was saying the other day i was uh i'm basically walt when uh he finds rot you know oh yeah he just like tears apart his house yeah and he just like constant trips to home depot constant trips to target constant trips to guitar center come down the wife and kid are eating breakfast and they're like are you going to work today and i'm like we have rot <laughs> grab a piece of toast a little bit of orange juice 
And what is he's like, all right, back to it. And Skylar's like, the second this baby comes out, I'm having sex with Ted Beneke. <laughs> Speaking of having sex with Ted Beneke, shout out Carol Burnett. Yo, yeah. We've been waiting to find out who fucks Ted in the Better Call Saul universe, and it is absolutely Carol Burnett. We've got the proof. <laughs> we don't at all. But that's a little inside joke if you're doing the uh, after shows. We're having so much fun doing them. Get on patreon.com slash listen to brunch. Uh, as we kind of suspected, these have been enough of a minor hit that they're not going to die after Better Call Saul dies. But we've still got tomato fights to work back in. And I think, who knows, again, I've been in the spending money to not make money uh, zone recently but you're spending productive money like you're spending money on improving your home yeah you're in spending money on in like getting gear like you're yeah, spending money getting gear is a hobby though that feels it, so good getting gear but you but you're allowed to spend money on on a hobby like you're definitely that's one of the things that you should be spending money on man i got a uh i got an sm7 and i got the cool mic stand that you have the low one that swivels. The low profile. It keeps everything like very it rocks. out how, of How great space. is that? And you had an awesome table mic stand that you were like, hey, I'm going to give you this one. You can just take it uh, because I got this other one. And I was like, cool. And I set it up. And after like two seconds, I was like, you can see the arm. Yeah, I'm that's, going, that's so exactly why I yeah. – because I, I had the same one. And it like kind of takes up too much of the shot. And it's great. If we were to do a – if we were to do a podcast in like a podcasting studio – that would be perfect. That's a professional, great, like, radio-grade mic arm. But this thing, man. So I went out and got that thing. Then I'm, like, hiding wires. I'm under the desk, hitting, getting the little, uh, like, staple things. You know those, Johns? Yeah. You, man, crazy. I'm putting up uh, uh, blind, uh, drapes, curtains. Okay. Man, my little home office thing, it's uh, facing – it's basically, like, facing – it's at the edge of the uh, apartment. I did not realize when you put up room darkening drapes in there, curtains, that room is so fucking hot, it sucks now. Okay. It's <laughs> the worst. I like that the, your arrival to the point of that story was that, yeah, I put all this time and effort into it, and it is so much worse. Oh, yeah, like some steps forward, but like massive steps backward in other in areas. comfort, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. You know what else is really cool? Uh, Vizzy Hard Seltzer. Going glug on a Vizzy Hard Seltzer. Going glug. Hell yeah. Oh, I was going to say, uh, it, for those watching via YouTube, we haven't been putting out video episodes very much lately, but we do have a new little like... Uh, yeah, we're little, under construction. Yeah, we're, we're working on a new setup for the podcasting studio. You can see the early stages of it right now if you're watching on YouTube. Uh through Patreon, which you have to be a Patreon subscriber to get the video, the full video episodes, patreon.com slash listen to brunch. But we are very comfortable now. It is. They are uh, incredible. Got new you know what that yeah. we're sitting in. This is we're going to put this video out heavily pixelated in blurred like we did with the Better Call Saul That's thing. That's right. Yeah. And no free content. If you're not on the Patreon, good fucking luck figuring out what we're sitting in. <laughs> That's right. Patreon.com slash listen to brunch. This is the uh, freaking losers. This is the the beginning stages of a new studio. Um, Good luck trying to figure out 
what it looks like Gotta from this preview. Gotta spend money to hope to make money. That's right. Gotta spend money to... Th- what did you say? You're spending good money? Productive money, I think oh, I no, said. productive money, right, because good money could be like, hey, I spent good money on that car. <laughs> That's right. Like, okay, real Karen fucking energy. loser. Yeah. I spent productive money on this. I, I, if you buy a Tesla, you're spending productive money. Yeah. If, but if you, if you buy like a... Shut up, BMW open to sponsorship like if you buy a bmw right now then you're just kind of spending good money on it i don't know if buying a tesla is productive money with all the shit that's happened with elon musk recently uh or shit that hasn't happened you mean uh it's a joke about him volunteering that he's uh not getting sex off well uh i don't know about that did you see the report this this weekend that came out that he i'll clarify i i I have sought zero Elon Musk stories in my I have, life. I've sought they're very little in front of us, right. but I, I generally get the sense, like with Kardashian stuff, if it's very important, I'll end up learning it somehow. Yeah, I mean, there there's been so many Elon Musk stories that have come out in the past like six months. There was the like extremely racist Tesla factory in mm. California that's like being sued a billion times over. Then there's like he has secret kids. He's got. 10 kids now uh secret like secretive kids or secret kids he uh had secret twins with a former employee hmm. uh that happened right around the time he had a public child with a second public child with grimes right. uh there was a story about his dad having two kids with his own stepdaughter hmm. extremely fucked up and then the story that came out this weekend was that elon musk uh Got on one knee and basically begged for forgiveness from his longtime friend, the co-founder of Google, uh, after he fucked his wife and caused him to file for divorce. Wow. So, Elon Musk. I don't know what kind of jokes he's popping off about not having sex, but it seems like he's lying about that. I thought he said something like, say he was accused of stripping the wrong person or something, or cheating on somebody. That and, must be the And the he Google was like, guy. what are you talking about? I haven't had sex in, he said he hasn't had sex in a while. I think. I hope I'm not slammed. Let me see. Elon. So, I think it was like on the cover of a newspaper. Right? I mean, that would see that would align with the story of him fucking the Google exec's wife. Elon Musk uh, denies affair, but let's see how he said it. Uh, I he said. Hmm. I could have sworn that he said that he's not. And again, if he says he's not doing that, who cares? Uh, it appears that somebody's lying here. It's either Elon Musk or it's you. Oh, yes. Elon Musk said he, quote, hasn't had sex in ages. There you go. He, like, just had a kid. That was ages ago, dude. <laughs> it was, like, within the year. He's... What is the age of the kid? He hasn't had sex in that amount of time. Plus nine months. Yeah. He's had sex in ages, man. That's absolutely not true. Let me see. Uh, this is totally BS. He said, he said total BS a bunch of times. So there's nothing romantic. Uh, none of these people were even interview. Uh, he said, haven't even had sex in ages. Sigh. He replied to another tweet. Would that qualify as uh, incel energy? He says, I haven't had sex in ages. Sigh. Uh, I don't know. If he I said, mean, like, haven't had sex in ages jealous then you're like he's not involuntarily it does come off as incel energy but like there's absolutely no way that uh elon musk is involuntarily celibate well 
you should get you just like simply can't be that rich and be involuntary involuntarily celibate i mean after watching not that he's rich but after watching a little bit of nathan for you i'm like you can be like a famous person and if you are to carry yourself the way that he carries himself in that show i could see like a very rich like a, i mean one of the big jokes in uh what's it called uh in silicon valley was that uh What's his face? Uh, Richard. Jared. Oh, Jared. Yeah. Yeah. Like Jared is this like hound. But that's a funny joke because it was like, well, stereotypically, like this person probably wouldn't be super social and probably wouldn't be like meeting a lot of women, et cetera, et cetera. And Richard obviously has his, but he's super rich. I don't. I don't. I don't like getting into the sex lives of fictional characters. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we got here from a uh, from a slugging vizies or what was your uh, your choice of verbiage? Go and glug on a go vizzy. and glug on a vizzy. You know what's a way to keep the summer vibes going, Pete? Go and glug on a vizzy. I was going to say go and glug on a vizzy. For mm. example, you're, you want to plan a party. You want to get out on a boat. You giving it that glug glug three thousand. You tell people. Hey, uh, you might want to bring your baseball glug because we are going to be uh, going to be catching vibes. Yes, you might be falling in glug with Vizzy. I can't wait for Vizzy to get a new like tagline out of this. It's a give it that glug glug three thousand. That's, That's right. I I, I have a, a tweet to send this week. Set the glug machine to <laughs> three thousand. And then you glug. It's just like you turn on, I don't know, like plug in the clock radio or something. And just be like, all right, it's on. <laughs> our next investment. See you boys the st- on the glugger side. <laughs> our next investment for the studio is a soundboard with a, uh, or I guess a, um, a audio mixer with a soundboard. Yeah. And boy, we are definitely having a glug machine. A glug machine's going. I'm actually glugging some water right now. Uh, famously, Vizzy. Hard seltzer contains water. It also contains superfruit acerola. All summer long, you can grab a can of Vizzy Hard Seltzer and visit VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash wash to enter your info for a chance to win $20 prepaid card that can be used towards Vizzy when you pass on the vibes to your friends. That's right. Vizzy is passing that summer vibe back to you. And even if you don't win instantly, you can enter the sweeps for a chance to win $599 that can be used towards Vizzy for an entire year. Here's my impression of me with $599 to spend on Vizzy. Glug, glug, glug. And just keep that going for a little while. You want to plug in, you want to get some gear, get a loop pedal. Just do like a glug, glug, glug. Maybe hit like the top, maybe do some Ed Sheeran shit on it. Really make a, a big thing out of it. And that's And that's productive money. That That's, is productive money, 100%, when you invest it in the glug. I'll tell you what. Vizzy Hard Seltzer passes the vibe check with its bold and delicious fruit flavors. That's right. You ain't getting meats and cheeses out of these guys. Vizzy has you covered this summer with a wide range of refreshing fl- fruit flavors like pineapple mango, black cherry lime, strawberry kiwi, and blueberry pomegranate. Want more variety? Vizzy also has a lemonade hard seltzer and mimosa hard seltzer. Let me tell you, that lemonade hard seltzer, it's not good. It's great. It's unbelievable. And I can't say the same for the Mimosa Hard Seltzer because every time I try to get some, people are jumping in front of me saying not so fast and running away with it. This is my glug package, sir. 
it's, honestly, they're saying it. People. Each variety pack offers four delicious fruit flavors, plus, plus delicious combinations like papaya passion fruit, watermelon strawberry, blackberry lemon, and raspberry tangerine. You know what my favorite is of those? That lemonade oh. one. And oh, I okay. should be staying off the lemonade because the acidic stuff, it's not so good for my throat, but I'll tell you what, it's good for my soul. When I'm going glug on a Vizzy hard seltzer. So pass the summer vibe with Vizzy. Here's how to get yours and keep the summer vibes going. Go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed to enter for a chance to win. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. No purchase necessary. The offer ends August 15th, 2022. 50 US and DC. 21 plus only. Void where prohibited. For rules, visit VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash pass the vibes. Scanning product is optional. Vizzy. Glug, glug it up. Glug. Now, Vizzy. Uh, v- Vizzy. Uh, give me a glug. Vizzy. Uh, glugs and kisses. Glugs and vizzes. <laughs> okay. Who can work on it? Okay. Um, now, after we just talked about our uh, venture into Instagram reels, feels like a good time to uh, address the Instagram controversy. Have you seen it? People are like trashing Instagram and they're like, uh, yeah, I'm like that out. rebelling against Instagram f- because it's becoming more like TikTok and like they, the, the founder of Instagram or like the CEO of Instagram, whatever, like one of those execs put out a video that was like, yes, we are still going to have photos, but as time goes on, we are going to become more and more about videos. And that's just the way that things work. That's the way that things are trending. So like, you can still have your pictures, but we are going to be placing an emphasis on full screen video. Yeah, makes sense to me. It, it makes sense, but like I also I don't like, like support, but I'm like that makes sense. That's what people are, and I know that people say like the algorithm is crazy with real. So is that like Instagram's choice that they're yeah. choosing to reward that, or is that that that's this is like hyper consumed? So they're seeing a ROI. Well, I, I think that it's, I think it's Instagram's choice because they, they're actively putting reels in front of you that you don't subscribe to. Like you True. are getting a lot of reels from people that, that you have no fucking clue how they got on your feed. If I see the same like sandwich being made and it's, I'll that seems what, what, a lot better than the ones that I'm the, getting. Oh, I get a lot of stuff. I, I told you, I still get like targeted uh, stuff that was like borderline, like fetishy because I said something to somebody. I said something to somebody about uh, fashion in a movie we were watching. I said, okay. I love this article. And I, I won't say it again because it's, my phone's going <laughs> to fucking catch fire. But I was like, you know what? And I, and I was talking to a friend who was a woman. So I was like, you know about this, these types of clothes. I was like, you know, I love this look when blah, blah, blah. And, I think it's such a good look. Like now I would you're rock just that all the time. Shitload of strap-on reels. <laughs> yeah. No. And then, like the next day, I was like, "Huh, interesting." And then, like after three days, I was like, "I see what's going on here." I don't know. Understand how I'm getting the ones that I'm getting. It's just like it's it's stupid teens being like, "Bet you can't play a video without this sound," and it's oh. like on mute like it's it doesn't make any sense to me like i'm getting the stupidest i have the absolute most americanized form of tiktok on instagram it's just the most useless videos but i did post uh my first ever photo dump like 
self-acknowledged photo dump today. I noticed that. Bob Weir was in it. I appreciated it. Bob Weir was in it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, for some reason, my first... My mind went to Bob Ross. I was like, I don't think that I uploaded a Bob Ross Not picture. yet. Uh, but yeah, Bob Weir was in it. And somebody just commented on it and said, I appreciate you posting photos on Instagram. All right. So... I can get behind this. Respect to the person who commented. That, that That's like very... Like, that's the thing we're mad about today. So, everything, and I'm, I've been seeing people sharing constant stuff of like, hey, I'm on here because I like my friends. I want to see pictures of my friends. And I've seen so many like memes and like, it's been very Instagramized. Like, I'm seeing like the thing they're complaining about, they're using to show, hey, this is what we want. And it's, I don't know. I like it. I, I, I like being like, make Instagram Instagram again. I'd like for it to be more simple too, but if, if they're seeing some sort of, I don't know. I guess I just don't think it's uh Instagram thing. Instagram's thing though has always been just copying what like another thing yeah. does well. They started by ripping off like Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. And but then they then they like started posting they they copied stories from Snapchat right. and they copied reels from TikTok and then they copied uh like um like the the disappearing photos from Snapchat mm-hmm. like they're just like steal they're just constantly piggybacking off what else is popular. I suppose. I guess my only point is, I don't feel that I'm missing out on friend content. I think no, that, I think that that still exists, but I wish it wasn't so like bastardized by Instagram. Yeah, Instagram like just shoving algorithmic shit down your throat. Uh, I got a question for you. What is the song that made you want to discuss your favorite songs of the past decade? Uh, it what is, is the song that kicked off this part? Because we're going to do this. Favorite pop songs of the past Yeah, yeah, decade. yeah. Favorite pop songs. And pop means, it means pop, it means pop-ish. It mean, like the, in pencil, the, a rule is it has to be a single. And we'll probably leave off songs that another one puts that maybe it's like, oh, I guess I just didn't think of it as one. This It's not a super hard and fast thing. I think we're going to do like, we'll give our favorite one. And then we'll give 10 other ones. Yeah, for me, like pop is is kind of like more brainless i guess and and that's like not 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 to poo poo on pop but like i don't go to pop for like substance really i go to like for a party that's what i view pop music as nice but the the song that really kicked it off for me was uh if you're too shy let me know by the 1975 because Mm. that song i constantly listen to and i'm like this is one of my favorite pop songs of like the past decade and i just use that as the like in recent memory this is one of my favorite pop songs so i keep saying that verbatim and so that made me want to be like well is it actually one of my favorite pop songs of the past decade we should go back the past 10 years and put together a list of our top 10 or whatever number favorite pop songs and you had the idea of doing it as like uh festival posters where we don't necessarily have to name them but we can kind of like yeah like who's put them in tiers yeah like who's at the top and then you get a bunch of other stuff and i not to like we're running long on a million things anyway but uh i didn't want it to come off as like this is the declaration (laughs) yeah Yeah, you know because those things make me feel bad enough when i see them from other people and if it's something like hey what are our top five like Aerosmith songs or something that I can get on board with because it's just clearly not any sort of like 
this is this. But when you do, like, these are the top pop songs. But I think the way we're doing it is going to be safe and yeah. fun. And if we post anything from this, we'll do, because we're getting into social media now, we'll do the, like, what are your favorites? <laughs> yeah. Comment below. And then you have to kind of, and you're like, how am I going to tell these people? Oh, there's the option to comment. And yeah. Then you jump right in. Yeah, so, I would lo- I would like to hear, uh, legitimately, genuinely would like to hear what other people's favorite, not what they think the best are, your personal favorite pop songs. Yeah. And I, I think that if, let us know. From like, 2013 on. Yeah. So what are yours? I think a fun part of this would be to find out what yours are as well so we can yeah and like because there are going to be this is a fucking daunting task it was really stressful and there are going to be ones that i people mention that i'm like ah shit maybe that should have been on my list maybe uh i i left something off but i have a list that i that i like and i feel pretty comfortable with i can't wait to hear yours pete we can't wait to hear which ones are your favorites? So you're doing you internet comment, speak right now. It's freaking me out. If you comment, oh yeah. Well, once we'd said it for like the second time, I was trying to gesture <laughs> you. I was like, let's keep doing that. <laughs> um, but uh, in all seriousness, let us know what your favorite pop songs are of the last ten years. And when I went back to like, because you said decade, and I was like, decade, cool. And then I, it is a weird thing to hand. say like decade when it's 2022. Times a social construct, man. But when. The, the line of demarcation being uh, 2013, I was like, ooh, you motherfucker, because 2013 is like, for Monster me, a year. seminal year in pop music, but also it's right at the tail end of like this four-year span where yeah. fucking uh, Dancing on My Own happened. Yeah. Uh, uh, someone that I used to know happened. Love in a hopeless Gangnam, place. Yeah, I think uh, Gangnam Style was around 2010 or whatever. Royals was 2013. Churches hit 2012. Like all of these great, great artists, Heim started to trickle out 2012. Like everything that was fucking cool was happening. Like 2010 to 2013 is like the 1975 to 1977 of times after 1975 to 1977 where just like all the insane shit that could come out came out then so i'm excited to do this leave me want to give our headliners want to give our uh want to give our supporting acts or we could i i have like a pretty large cutting room floor because i don't want to leave out a lot of i i have um i have like a lot of uh honorable mentions i don't think that we have we should i think get to like our actual list first okay and probably start Towards the bottom, um, like I would like to build up to the headliner. Okay, and I'll, again, I'll clarify. These are all uh, two through eleven. Are all we're all the same font, so yeah. no particular order. But yeah, yeah, give me, give me yours. Uh, with me, I have uh, "We Can't Stop" by Miley Cyrus, twenty thirteen. Oh, great one. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a banger. There are that era of Miley Cyrus was fucking incredible. So there was an, a, a few that I was maybe deciding between so I've, i i made the executive decision that i was only going to do one song per artist because I also did that. otherwise i would have just done like six taylor swift songs like uh, like three uh carly ray jepson songs and it would have just been kind of boring so i only did i limited myself to one song per artist i have an honorable mention that is an honorable mention because a there wasn't space for it, but also because it would have been a second by the same artist. But great call with "We Can't Stop." That song's such a banger. Mm-hmm. 
No, no. You're just going to keep throwing down bangers? Yeah. This one slaps. No. So. Oh, it's the, from it's the album the Bangers. Yeah. You fucker. It's cool, though. Both times I looked at the camera and gave it like a, a little shame. <laughs> I thought you were just going to keep fucking mocking my no, list by no, saying no, bangers. No, no, no. What's your next one? Uh, my next one is uh, Wrecking Ball. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it is Run Away With Me by Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, dude. Heater. Stop great, great choice, dude. You want to stop. You want a. So- that one's a wrecking ball. Shut up. What's your next one? Great song. Great song. Let's. I feel like this would be good for the algorithm. Let's react like that way to all of ours. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Old Town Road by Lil Nas X. Oh, important song. Who ordered the bop? Honestly, that one's great. Okay. Um, the Wire by Haim. We have our first overlap. Oh. I'll tell you what. I call it an overslap because I think that song absolutely slaps, bro. That's right, my brother. <laughs> uh, the Mother We Share by Churches. We have our first disqualification. It's, uh, it's 2013. 2012. It's 2013. 2012. It's 2013. It's on an album that came out in 2013. It is, but... It came out so in 2012. Are we, so that, that gives us a gray area, because it was released as a single in 2012, but was yeah. a it still album existed release. existed in 2013. Yeah. All right, fine. Still, we, no, it still existed in 2013. All right, so I'm going I'm to replace it okay. with Clearest Blue by Churches. Great one, man. That thing is the monster mash. That's so good. <laughs> it it blew you away. It blew me away. Uh, here is one. Final song by Moo. That is on my honorable mentions. Ooh, yeah. Okay. This is already more overlap than I expected to have. That dude. That one cranks it up. That's right. Uh, ooh. I wonder if you'll have this one because I know that you love this song. Where Are You Now by Jack Yu. That song is so fire that it is on my top ten. Is it? Yes. Let's go. Uh, I figured that, that it would be involved with your list. Levitating by Dua Lipa. I don't care if she stole it. That song, Heater Alert. Oh, my God. Totally. And a fun update that I'm going to reveal when I give mine. I had to cut Where Are You Now. Why? So... Because they just have too many. Okay. But you said it was in your top ten. I thought it was. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was a quick, first, first that was a quick bounce. <laughs> we got a live action uh, cut from from your list. Yeah. Just lasted on your top ten for 14 seconds. Uh, okay. So, uh, Levitating Dua Lipa, if you're too shy, does not headline my list, even though, it, even though it prompted the list. If you're too shy by the 1975 is... Very close to being a headliner for me, but it is not there. My headliner, and I think is the best and my most favorite pop song. Love that combo. Of the past 10 years. Can you guess? I don't even know that one. No, I'm saying can you guess which song? You know you know me well enough that I think that you can guess it. Put together some context clues. Would it be a Carly Rae Jepsen song? No, I've already selected Carly oh, Rae Jepsen. Right. Would it... I mean, I'm pleasantly surprised there isn't a Taylor Swift song yet. Is it a Taylor Swift song? It is. Wow. Um, Bad Blood. No. Ugh, you think that's my favorite top? Oh, Bad Blood remix. <laughs> no. 
I do love Kendrick, and I do think that Kendrick added to he did that. his best. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> He said, you are going to pay me what? Fine, I'll pretend to like you. I will put in minimal effort for this. I have never respected somebody getting a check more than... My man got that bag. Uh, No, it is uh, Style by Taylor Swift. Oh, great one. And that, I mean, that takes me back to young Pete Blackburn. Yeah, with the Milan Lucic vine. He was memeing with it, man. Good call. That song's a bucket. Thanks, buddy. You ever heard a song called A Bucket? No, but I like that a lot. I was running out of uh, terms, so I googled uh, banger song synonym, (laughs) and the first thing that came up was sexuality, slang, a person who has sex. I didn't read this part. I only read the bold part, and so it said synonyms for that was a bucket. I've not heard that. I've not. I've not heard it, but I really like. it. I've not it. heard it as a certainly not to describe a song. No, I've heard it to describe like a nice basket in, in yeah. basketball that I really like. Like, I'm going to start calling good things. I, I, a bucket, I'm going to say. I'm going to save some some uh, adjectives for you. Yeah, your let's list. see how you can do. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think I'm going to do worse than you. But uh, quickly, I want to name like a couple honorable mentions. I know a place by Muna as well as Sh- Silk Chiffon by Muna. If Silk I had to, Chiffon is a very good candidate. If, if I had to pick one of those, I don't know which one I would. Like, Easy cut, but good candidate. Yeah, right. Uh, Don't by Ed Sheeran. Ooh. I love that song. Uh, so Hot You're Hurting My Feelings by Caroline Polachek. Yep. Uh, nice for What by Drake. That song Mm-mm. is a superb splash. Mm. Yeah, let me tell you something about Nice for What. That song is a fucking birthday party, my guy. <laughs> it, it sure it is. is. It's one of my... Uh... Wait, did, I, did it make it? No. I mean, up. nice for what or hold just hold on. We're going home. Both of those could absolutely make a list. Is that so? Have you? Uh, I have. Have, have you? I done have wrapped have you, up. You've done the the deed. You, you little bucket. You okay? <laughs> Again, I've never heard a person described as a bucket. I will not now describe people as buckets, but good songs mm-hmm. will absolutely be called buckets going forward. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. You ready to hear these bucks? <laughs> All right, uh, the in the the supporting cast in the good sized font, mm-hmm. "Hold Up" by Beyonce. Okay, yeah, one of my favorite songs. And what's cool about this exercise is that I'm realizing some of my favorite songs ever came out in the past decade, which is a nice little reminder because you can do the, like a music oh, sucks, music now. sucks these days. Oh man, but there are great songs such as. Why are you on Facebook? By <laughs> Van Morrison. That one is a sizzler. I was thinking of if we were going to lead with uh, like the best with like our headliners. I was going to make my headliner shallow, and then if you were like you're fucking around, I'd be like, no, like sincerely, no, like I really like shallow. In it's in a the process, song in the process of my research, uh, I looked up a Rolling Stone list of like the top 100 songs of the past decade. Oh yeah, that shallow. Shit makes me die. Shallow is ranked number 11. Oops. Of the uh, last decade, not even the top pop songs, the top 100 songs of the past 10 years, or yeah. I think it was 20 of the 2010s, Shallow was ranked number 11. <laughs> okay. This doesn't sound very deep. <laughs> um, okay. But I was going to make Shallow my top one, and then when I got to the other ones, it was just going to be the soundtrack of uh, <laughs> A Star is Born. Hold Up by Beyonce. Mm-hmm. One that has to be there. I wanted to bump this one off because I'm like, it just goes without saying this is a great song and everything. But I often talk about this song's importance as like a pillar great song. So Royals 
has to be there. I, I just getting in 2013. Yeah, that one climbs fuck mountain for sure. Um, I I was considering putting a Lord song on. I would not have picked Royals, and we've had this uh, discussion before. I don't think that that's the best song from Pure Heroin. It might not be pound for pound. Pure Heroin's great. Was it going to be tennis courts? Team. Team. Team's awesome. Yeah. I've done team karaoke. Was it good? Yeah, I think it was good. Nice. All the Stars by Kendrick Lamar and SZA. This is one that's on this list has like true potential of maybe being the best song on the list. It is a perfect production track. One of the best choruses I think like ever from a pop song. Awesome. Running Out of Luck by Alex Cameron featuring Brandon Flowers. Didn't think old Dick Sucky would sneak his way onto this list, but I did here we not. are. I did not think that Brandon uh, fucks his own face flowers would make uh, make an appearance on this list, but good for you. Uh, I don't turn in those boppers. Then I, I don't. What am I supposed to do? I don't know if I am aware of that song. Oh, if, if you, you, I'm sure you've right. sent it to me. If I've either. I, I hope I have. I'd be disappointed in myself if I haven't. Uh, Short Court Style by Natalie Prass. Excellent, excellent. Just throwback. Bop. The Wire by Haim, mm-hmm. obviously. Haim had to be somewhere on there. Uh, Surf Music by Paul Williams. Oh, man. That's a good pick. Great, that great song. That is a great song. Holy fuck. Mm. I did not consider P- Paul Williams, and it would seem like, it would seem like a little bit of uh, nepotism because he's family. That's true. Because when you're here with your family, that's, that's the famous right. brunch slogan. It's, I've heard it many a time. We're going to have some 1975 on both lists. Wow. Yeah. And Ooh. we're going to have to probably have a weird talk. But Oh, I'd love it if we made it. Love me. Really? You no, know, I have always been Damn. a massive, massive supporter of Love Me by the 1975. I think that it's a, it's a very fun pop song, but it's a smart pop song. Like... It, there are certain melodies that are kind of always spoken for in the song, whether it's being sung or then like the bass player will play it or like it's always going on at some point. It's a really cool song. Its production is great. Uh, I, we, I, we've I had a it. lot of 1975 conversations lately, presumably mostly because of me. Because no, I all of them have been talk. about their songs, though. None of them have been like the normal 1975 conversations, which is like, what's that guy's fucking deal? <laughs> Well, we've had those conversations in the past. We've done full podcasts specifically with Nora Princiati where we're like, yeah, what the fuck is this band's deal? And mm. like trying to decipher the 1975. But one of the recent conversations that we have was had was that the 1975 are going to be an all-time greatest hits band. Yeah. Like their greatest hits album is going to fucking rule. They have absolute slappers across the board uh, on every album. But you have to sift through so much shit to get to them uh there's just like a lot of wasted space but i i think that there are like probably like three or four songs that i could slip into my top 10 list for the 1975 like somebody else is an amazing song. somebody else awesome love the it sound is a really great, great song yeah. um yeah i mean they've got big foo energy we've talked about that yeah. where when all is said and done even if you're like what was that album again i'm kind of like that with them i'm like What's the name of that song? When you say that, when someone's like, "Oh, this is my favorite 1975 song," I'm like, I don't even know it by name. Uh, but when all is said and done, and they put together like their 12 or 13 best songs, you're gonna be like, "Yo, what a fucking band!" Yeah. Uh, Dance Apocalyptic by Janelle Monae, just an absolute shit box. <laughs> that uh, that's also down there. Shit is box. A, uh, shit box is a synonym 
per Wiktionary for banger. So, <laughs> what's this the line from uh, 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 Dumb and Dumber? Like, check out the the booze bags on that hose hound. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Yeah. I love calling something a shitbox in a flattering way. Yeah. It has only ever been used to describe an, an old bad car. car. <laughs> oh, total shitbox. And last but not least, uh, to round out the supporting cast. Casino by Holiday Signed Sidewinder. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Casino by uh by Houndmouth. No, I was like, wouldn't consider it. Yeah, pop, Houndmouth but... got some missed the cut, but because I just can't hear it as anything but rock. Yeah, same. Uh, and leading the way, I had to kind of get your permission on this Headliner? because we were discussing like what what's pop, what's not pop, like what will we let the others say. And one of my things was I was like, I don't want this to turn into. One of us says something, and the other one's like, that's not, that, is that pop? really pop? And depending on how seriously you're taking a, a conversation, it can be like that, but we're not letting it be like that. So yeah. uh, I'm going to pick a song that ha- has pop elements, certainly has like baggy elements, and was one of my was my favorite song of a few years ago, Harmony Hall by that, Vampire Week. All right, so if, if we're including that song, I think that it would probably make my list or at least my honorable mentions yeah that song absolutely is a flaming dumpster what a crock that song is <laughs> i love just throwing adjectives that are typically used what? in negative fashion what a what a load of shit that song is <laughs> just yeah that Can song you imagine is just the bullshit that that one is just a complete scumbag of a song all right, here's some of my honorable mentions. Uh, Where Are You Now by Jack Yu and Justin Bieber. Okay. Fantastic song. Uh, the Way You Used to Do by Queens of the Stone Age. That ends up missing the cut because it's like a dance song, but it's a rock song. And if it's by Queens of the Stone Age, it really can't be. Can it really be they a would, They pop would song? probably like kick you in the dick for putting their they'd, one of their songs on a pop list. They'd kick a camera. What did uh, Josh Homme uh, he kicked a camera at like a woman or something? I don't know. He did like right when people were starting to cancel people. He did that like in real time. Like when people were like, "Hey, we're finding out the the horrible it, things." Everybody like, behave yourself. Like, men with power have done. Yeah. And like the next day, he was like. Check out this shit. Where's a woman at? <laughs> he, like, kicked a K. I think she was a photographer. I think it was like a... I don't know what it was. Big but... Parker energy from the story so far. Yeah, just... He really cut out the middleman. Didn't good. kick an item at a woman. All just time, kicked a woman. All-time tweet from Kellen yeah. uh, after he left the band, which is, I am not the first person that's been kicked off a stage by the story so far. <laughs> Shout out those guys. Uh, this one I'm bummed I couldn't put on there because we've never really talked about this song. No Tears Left to Cry by Ariana Grande. Really, really awesome song. I think it's a... I, I'm pretty sure Max Martin. Superb. Angel Please by Rara Riot. Really anything off uh, Beta Love, which I think was 2013. Redbone. Yeah, Redbone rocks. Wait, what year was that? Um, it was like probably 2016 would be my guess. Maybe. I'm good with like old years. I'm not good with recent yeah. years. Redbone came out. I'm not, I'm not trying to cancel anything off your list, but I am oh, curious. Shit. 
It was released in 2016. Oh, shit. Dang. Good for you. Hell yeah. He's very good. Look at this <laughs> shitbox. Look at the shitbox on, on, on this guy. <laughs> uh, in the interest of not repeating artists, Diane Young by Vampire Weekend, I consider a perfect pop song. Uh, Sedona can't put on there because it's just it just feels too raw. It feels like I'm like kind of forcing it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what was uh, another one? I still have more written down, but um, Seventeen by Sharon Van Etten, incredible song. Broken Heart by Doctor Dog. Every Day by Diane Coffey. So there's so many that could go on this list, but I, th- I like the way that we did it, where it's like. All right, you guys get to have the shine. Let's just give some flowers. Yeah. Let's just give let's just give these shit boxes. Give these assholes some flowers. Yeah, let's give these let's give these fuck nuts their bags of coal. Man, dude. Fucking No Tears Left to Cry though, dude. That song's a fucking sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, let's, let's hear the- your uh your list of But more importantly, Let's hear your despicables. What are yours? Please comment. Insert say whatever song. And if you like uh, our list, please like and subscribe. And yeah, do uh, this song is a like fucking dweeb. Yeah. Comment like that. Yeah, and then flip us the bird. Flip us. Yeah, give give double bird emojis. Uh, then like unsubscribe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Brunch! Hit it, boys! Hey, everybody. DJ from Brunch. That was the end of the episode. This is now the experience that you get when you are a patron and are taking in our bonus content. Because that was just too good a place to end the episode. We had to do a note review and maybe a couple other things, but we were like, it's a really funny way to end the episode. Yeah, so like pretend that that was the end of the episode and now be just like really us. excited that you're getting bonus material. Be like, oh shit, this is an ad. But also, because you're pretending you're a Patreon subscriber, feel like, oh well, I've earned this. Yeah. I shouldn't be surprised or... Yeah, like this is something this that is you invested in. Par for the course. Yeah. Just having a normal experience as I get my bonus content. Mm-hmm. And if... If you're pretending to be a patron, you're not a patron, just... Stolen valor. I would say don't get carried away with it. You don't want to end up living a lie. That's like, don't right. don't make it a thing that you do repeatedly. <laughs> don't make it part of your personality. Yeah. A lot of people are making listening to Patreon episodes oh. released to the public their personality. You know what we got to do? We got to make a meme that says... Uh, Little Miss subscribes to the brunch Patreon. Or yes. Little Miss brunches my entire personality. Yo, dude. Oh, my God. My favorite, Nathan, for you was there was somebody in Hollywood. They, they ran a souvenir store. And uh, they weren't getting a lot of customers. So he said, all right, here's what we're going to do. P- tourists love in Hollywood seeing a movie getting made. So... We are going to set set up a fake movie shoot around your store, and customers will flock to it. So they hire a Johnny Depp impersonator to like walk in and out, like under a big umbrella and everything, like the way that they move them yeah. around. And then Nathan comes out and he's like, "Hi, uh, everybody! Uh, 
we're shooting a movie, uh, as you can see, like Johnny Depp is here. Uh, we need some people for this movie. So is anybody could get a volunteer and everybody's like, yeah, let me be in this movie. And he's like, all right, it's really easy. You just got to walk in, purchase an item, walk out. But they actually charge the people <laughs> and he offers to give he offers to give one girl lines. And she's like, oh, great. But she doesn't tell him what the lines are. So she, he's ringing her up and he's like, doctor, is there any news? And she's like, what? And he's like, just say no news yet. She goes, oh, uh, no news yet. And he goes, okay, well... I have the items you asked me to set aside. And it's like a big cart, just like overflowing. She's like, oh, great. Thank you. And he's he's like, like, that's $214. Yeah, that's incredible. Yo, Nathan, for you, rocks. Okay, talk to you next week. Brunch. Hit it, boys. Hey, everybody, Beaver and Brunch, you're now into the double dipping territory. You are getting two bonus episodes for the price of none because you didn't sign up for a single bonus episode. You are not a Patreon member. Why? Why are you not a Patreon member? Go sign up for Patreon. You could get stuff like this all the time. And if this is how silly the free shit is, how silly is the Patreon shit? Exactly this silly because this is, again, you are listening to the Patreon thing. Although it can get a little confusing because... We could easily cut this out and release it to Patreon and you would be missing this. I could find hundreds of people who want this right now. Just give it right to them instead. But we'd like you to join them. There's a sense of community on there. Okay? So we're cutting it here. This is your final warning. Brunch! Hit it, boys! Hey, Brunch listeners. This is Pete. Uh... I can't, I can't help but notice that you're still here. Tripling up. Yeah. Tripling wow, up. Wow, you have now groups. gotten. It's like, oh, how many times are they going to do this? Brunch. Hit it, boys. Hey, everybody. This is DJ from Brunch. You are now on your fourth straight free Patreon bonus limited time exclusive screener episode. We will now... Re- Brunch! Hit it, boys! Hey, everybody. This is Pete Blackburn from Brunch. <laughs> Have you heard of a five-for-one deal? Brunch! Hit it, boys! No, because you're listening to the sixth episode. We're going to work it. If we keep a going any longer, pack? we are going to have to work in... A an ad read. What if we put ad reads in Patreon episodes? We'd be like sell them for like five dollars. We'd sell them to the company for a Patreon subscription. Be like, all right, five dollars a month. And well, we'll do an ad well, read. During what we could do is we we could sell the the ad suppliers being like, yo, the people that are going to hear this have supplemental income. They have they have expendable money yeah. to give. They're giving us five dollars a month for our <laughs> shitty bonus episodes. You don't think they're going to pay for your product too? I love, man, I wish, do we put in the episode description that it comes with a free uh, Patreon six pack? Yes, absolutely. Man, what what kind of, what what bonus stuff? So to show our metal, we are going to drop a nope review right in your face on the sixth, the seventh, holy fuck. Brunch, hit it, boys. 
the seventh, the seventh uh, Patreon bonus. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk about Nope. Let's talk about Nope. Nope is a character played by Amy Pol Amy Poehler. I can't really do a Don Pardo anymore. I used to be able to. Um, you know who else can? No, sorry. Don that's, Pardo. Yeah, that's, that's, never mind. That's a bad taste. Go on. Rest in. Uh, nope is the third horror film released by Jordan Peele. I called him Jordan Poole on TV the other day like a fucking asshole because I've just been nerding out about sports my whole goddamn life. Mm -hmm. One of my friends the other day was like, man, he's like, the music, he's like, the sports stuff with you really throws me for a loop. I got to, I was like, the other stuff throws everybody else for for a loop. loop. Yeah. Uh, I got an Instagram comment the other day that was like, hey, don't you ever get sick just talking about sports? And I was like, really this is a person that sports, follows though, me on Instagram. Mm. How did you find me? It's yeah. like not a friend, not somebody that I know in life. Nobody that I've like ever m- met in any capacity yeah. follows me on Instagram and is like, what's with all the sports? They're like, Get over sports. I actually didn't notice when tagging you in something from brunch. Uh, you're talking to a couple of professionals. We have professional Instagram accounts. We do. Um, we are categorized differently. You went with a kind of boring categorization. Media personality? Oh, and I think we're, we're both media personality. But I think you went with like sports and fitness or something like that. No, I'm media personality, I think. No, but th- I think there's like a subcategory. Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, but you can only choose one. And I chose, uh, I just chose like creator. Oh, I have sports and recreation. Right. That's on Instagram. I have media personality on Twitter. Same. Okay. You should go... Uh, I mean, sports in recreation suits you. It would suit yeah. me too, or whatever. I like creator. Yeah, creator makes it th- like it's very creator vague. puts like a wide brim hat on me. <laughs> it's very mysterious. What's he quite what's like he, the movie? Nope. Haven't seen DJ in a couple of days. Where is he? Oh, he's, well, he's be cre- creating. He's in the lab creating he's some shit boxes. Stirring up something. Sorry, that shit As boxes reference. That probably at the game. That shitbox reference that I just made was from our original uh, episode this week For on brunch. Yeah, so if you, I can't imagine that you're a Patreon subscriber and you like haven't listened to the regular episode. But if you want, you can go find that on the regular feed, and uh, you can understand the shitbox reference. What do we call made. that episode? The shitbox special? The yeah. shitbox spectacular? Yeah, it's a real fucking loose cannon. That song. <laughs> It really blasts off into fucking space. It's that's the that's uh, a real it's uh, a real astronaut. That one. Okay. Nope. We have a, we had our tweets after we we once, saw the movie once again accused of seeing a movie together, and which very weirdly timed because we blasted off tweets at the same time, which sometimes we do, but. Your movie got out before mine, like by like a half an hour, you... and I immediately texted you and I said not to. Not to reveal too much, but I said, that wasn't that good. And then I drove home from the movie theater, and as soon as I pulled into my driveway, I I like thought about the, what I wanted to say on the way home, pulled into my driveway, put it in park, and blasted off a tweet. And I refreshed my Twitter timeline, and your tweet was like, two below me. And I was like, oh, fucking god damn it. Because then we get the texts. <laughs> yeah, no, we don't even get texts. We get, we well, we did get texts, but we also get like the tweets that are like, oh, why don't you just kiss? Which, first of all, would. Uh, 
but also or we'll do it again. <laughs> that's right. Uh, you're lo- you're looking at a couple of uh, you're looking at a couple of uh, buckets. I just I get more <laughs> Jesus. I get more concerned that people are being like, oh, you guys like brainstormed at the table before you sent out matching tweets. And yeah. we that literally that really did not happen this time around, and we, it usually doesn't. We yeah, usually we just have similar to, opinions. Yeah, I don't want like because good or bad, you have more Twitter followers than me. So if we end up putting out a similar thing, even if it came off of maybe an idea I brought to the discussion, it's going to look like, oh, well, we already saw that. That's on Pete's or whatever. Yeah, and I don't want, I don't want people that follow both of us to be like, oh, well, DJ tweeted that 15 seconds earlier. You took it from him. We really are coming at these individually, but we came up with, we had kind of similar thoughts. I definitely liked the movie way more than you did. You definitely did, yeah. Yeah, you, uh, your tweet was... Uh, I have no I have no real strong thoughts about it whatsoever. Yeah. Like, the movie just, I will forget that that movie exists in, like, three to four weeks. I will never have an interest in seeing it again, I don't think. Um, you know, you said, you know, I think I'm going to see Nope again before we do the review. I don't know if you did. I haven't yet. You haven't? I, I just can't imagine myself wanting to see that again because, I mean, part, the, the most enjoyable part of the experience for me was like waiting for the payoff and waiting to see where the movie was going to go. And Jordan Poole movies are like that, as are a lot of like horror, mysterious movies. Yeah. And... Once you know the payoff, there's very little like incentive to watch it again, and I especially feel that way about this movie because the payoff was not worth it. Like <laughs> it was a it was a real letdown in the final act. Yeah, and my my tweet was like didn't blow me away, uh, moved at a slow pace, but was put but put a lot of pressure on the final act to really knock your socks off and. Just personally, the final act didn't knock my socks off. Maybe it knocked yours off. Um, but it's also a victim of expectations, which yeah. is always going to be the Jordan Peele problem, which is definitely an us problem, no pun intended, uh, and not a him problem. But it's like, man, if you've put out... like We, I, we didn't love the Casey Musgraves album. Yeah. Because... She had just put out an incredible the, fucking album. Shocking, by the way, that I did not have anything from Golden Hour on my right. on my list. I that was like eight episodes ago, but yeah, yeah right. <laughs> uh, it was just like I don't know. Like I, I love all those songs, and I think that that's one of my favorite albums of the past ten years. Agree, but I don't know if any of those songs would make like a top ten list. Agree, but Jordan Peele runs into. He set the bar impossibly oh high my for God. himself. He like made the best movie. So is every movie he makes going to be the best movie? And also, is it going to be... He's outstanding. Probably better than anybody else when it comes to uh, parables. When it comes to this meaning that. Mm-hmm. And in Get Out, it was done in a way that blew people's minds. And in a probably more accessible way, too. So... Maybe with us and with Nope, the parables aren't as obvious, require more thought. So the average person is going to go into it and see and be like, all right, where's this big, massive thing? And certainly not to like undersell any parables in there, but there isn't like the holy fuck get out type of thing. Yeah, it's not quite as 
thought-provoking as the first two installments of of his career. And, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of Us, but Us definitely had had me thinking quite a lot for like a couple weeks. And that's why I would put Us as a better better movie um like for me the the like i think that the worst thing that i could say about a movie and this makes it seem like i think nope is a piece of shit i don't think that nope is a piece of shit it's pretty underwhelming and and like maybe a little bit mediocre i don't think it's a piece of shit but i will say it falls victim to i think the worst thing that i could say about a movie which is that it i was pretty indifferent about it it didn't make me think that much it didn't really like sit with me all that much i wanted to forget it i guess <laughs> like it was just a kind of a, a bland experience good performances yeah steve young good i mean D- daniel cooley is always going to be good kiki palmer i thought like the best part of the final act was kiki palmer as more or less the final girl was make contain spoilers um was really really good doing scenes by herself so, like, good elements. Yeah. What I wish I knew, though, and one of the great things about seeing Get Out and something that I intentionally did with both us and Nope was going in as blind as possible. Because after seeing Get Out, I thought, man, I would have hated to have had, like, a trailer memorized for that, to know what was coming with anything. Because we all went into Get Out saying, what the fuck is this movie? Wait, yeah, is it right. supposed to be funny? Is it going yeah. to be like there was a part that the was the that where... was the big energy around Get Out? It's like what the fuck? Like this trailer is fascinating. Yeah, but what the hell is this movie? And Nope had some of that with its trailer. I remember. I actually don't even know if I watched the whole trailer of Nope. I think I tried to avoid it. Like I, I remember I did not watch the trailer for Us. I didn't. Wa- I wanted to know as little as possible. I, I I remember like the first couple like teasers of Nope, and I yeah. was and I was like, "What's going like, on?" Looking I, up, yeah, and what's Steve going Young on here? Gesturing, but then like in like the re- in like the full trailers, and even in the TV trailers, they reveal the alien aspect of it, and it's like uh, that kind of. Uh, I, I wish that I didn't know anything. So the point I was going to make is this is a movie in which I wish I did know going in that this is an aliens movie. Jordan Peele made an Aliens movie. And if I could have just really beaten that into my brain... It was, and I went it was in made pretty clear. And was like... I think you missed that boat. I, intentionally. Okay. Because okay. I was saying I want to go okay, in as okay, blind okay, as okay, possible. Okay. I got you. If I had gone in knowing this is an Aliens movie, this isn't like... This isn't going to be... It's grand in ways, but like think of it as an Aliens movie, and then you'll take other things from it as... Bonus is probably the wrong term because they're not necessarily positives, but like the way that um, it deals with, I was talking to someone the other day, so this is a lightly stolen take that's been further uh, marinating in my brain. Like the, 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 the place that trauma has in the movie and like who's going to, to uh, profit off this? Someone's going to make money off of my trauma. So... And I bad for making it me. That's what Steve Young's character does. Mm-hmm. And really sells it, really like buys into it, really believes it. That was the most interesting part of the movie for me is the um the Gordy's home yeah. storyline. Like I wanted to know as much about that as possible. And it does have a link to the alien storyline, but there just wasn't enough it wasn't enough of that for me. Like I thought that was the most intri- interesting and intriguing part of that whole movie. Tell you what's the opposite of catching a stray? 
catching a like a catching stray a, bouquet, catching a shit box. Yeah, you know who caught a shit box in this one? Chris Kattan. Yeah, they were like Chris Kattan put on the most epic performance. Oh of my god, boozing epic. <laughs> yes. uh, which, by the way. He's having, not a booze. I was saying booze hound because we're using yes. weird descriptors. Yeah, right. Uh, by the way, um, Chris Kattan absolutely would have played a great Cordy. Yeah, Chris Kattan did. Uh, what was that? Th- he used to do a thing where he would like he'd like eat apples and spit them out. I forget what it was. He played uh, man patron patron members. Let us know your favorite uh, pop song of the past ten years, and also. What was the character that Chris Kattan played that just, like, jumped around? He was just like an animal, basically. He would just jump around, pick everything up, and he'd, like, yeah, that spit was, stuff at people. That was Gordy in Saturday Night Live. I mean, Steve Young being, like, and he, then Chris Kattan played Gordy, and the family's doing their thing. But I can't believe I mean, that, it's Kattan. <laughs> I can't believe that they didn't do, like, an in-the-movie SNL skit. Yeah... I could see why they wouldn't want yeah, to. Yeah, I could see that too, but I was fully expecting it, and I was ready for it, and I was excited for it. It also would have been like, wait, so... he's Now, he said this skit was done after, Which, right? Yeah, and like, so the so SNL it would have been really, a, really dark. Yes. But very, like SNL did, like SNL used to do... Like Part of why I'm enjoying Nathan for you, it actually has a decent amount of like shock humor of like, holy shit, that is so fucking bad. <laughs> That's kind of what SNL did. Okay. So I guess it would have timed right for, see, Steve Young's probably 38, 40-ish or something like that. So this was probably in the 90s. He was a kid. It did appear that Gordy, like, massacred. Oh, Gordy ate. Gordy, like, put together a fucking murderer's row of victims. Yeah. So, uh, 10 stars. Let us know... How you like to know, in the video that we post of our favorite pop songs, give us a Nope review. That's right. As well. Please. Uh, yeah. For, I mean, the my big takeaway is that like Jordan Peele made a, like, a monster movie in which I really didn't care all that much about the characters or the monster. And you got to make me care about one of the two. And it oddly felt like low stakes, even though there was yeah, like, an right. alien. It's like, all right, so clearly just stay away from like that area yeah i mean like it was somehow like it's only happening over there it was like it was like essentially signs i know this is the easy comparison because it's like aliens and in like the desert uh it was signs but with like somehow an even even lamer ending i will say a lot of really really good shots yeah i mean a lot of things that looked incredible but that's a it's a jordan peele movie of course that's i cannot believe a horror movie had yet to be made where a white house was had like blood raining on it because that was like that was throwback vintage um stupid so i'm using stupid like it's a banger it's like real sb action that house was SB Nation. It was such a shitbox. So, 100 stars. Let us know in the comments uh, what you think is going to happen next on Better Call Saul.